1: United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
2: Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week.
3: What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. I am very excited for this week's episode. We're going to jump right into it. Um, In the Dig Deeper segment for this week, um, I will be featuring the third conversation that I had with DJ and Renea from the Small Victories and Side Notes podcast. As you know, we have... um, We have started doing a track-by-track series where we take one album and analyze every song on that album. So previously, uh, we did an episode on To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. We analyzed Better by Deontay Hitchcock. And in this week's episode, we will be discussing Spilligion by Spillage Village. As you know, Spillage Village is kind of a Dreamville affiliate that features uh, Black earth Gang Jid, moreba, and a host of others so Spgian is their album that came out um in 20, 20, 2020, um early twenty twenty like during the pandemic um so yeah, so um stay tuned um because we have a fourth uh and final um album in that series coming very soon. Um, but yeah, follow the podcast on um, TOTB, the podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, smallvictoriesinsidenotes.com. You can find all the information for DJ and Renea's podcast. But yeah, without any further ado, it's time for the Dig Deeper segment. <music>
1: don't know we're talking about um the spillage village album or I'm, i hope i'm saying that right <laughs> <laughs> this this album dropped uh i want to say august or september time around and i i picked this album one because my co-host left me at the dry, but we'll, okay. we'll get into that <laughs> <laughs> But I picked this album because when I first heard it, um, she actually introduced me to the, the song. She was like, just randomly we'll check this out. And I hadn't heard it. And I, it was one of those like lulls where there's no real music coming out. And I was like, hmm, listen to it like one time. I, I heard two songs I'm like, hell no, cut it off. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, nah, I want to listen to it because it has like some good people. It has like Jid, Earth Gang, Six Black. I fuck with all of those people. So immediately I was like, all right, let me, let me not be so quick to judge. So I went back, listened to it, and to me this was like the most like vibish album that I listened to all year in a positive way. Like it has some good vibes to it. And so I-, I wanted to bring it up and talk to you guys about it.
0: <clears throat> For sure. It it definitely it definitely has like this positive, positive, funky kind of folk vibe to it. Hopefully I got that right. So we're gonna start with track one, Spillville. Right. So track one, I don't think it's a song. It's, it's more not. so like one of those intros where they just kind of come, a skit almost. They just kind of come on and talk. And Ahmad, yeah. I really want to get your take on this.
3: So um, I will say uh, before we start, I need to speak directly to Spillage Village when I say this. I fucked up. <laughs> because... <laughs> Like when this album dropped, I gave it like maybe one to two listens and I I saved like maybe four songs in my playlist and I never went back to it. And that's my bad (laughs) because like I was, you know, what it was is Earth Gang's last album disappointed me uh, because they were hyping up Mirrorland for years and then it dropped and it was it was decent, but it wasn't what I wanted. And so I went into this the same way. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to give me like some crazy rap stuff. And then they, they went left field with all of the, the vibes and melodies they was yeah. doing. And so at the time, it didn't hit me the right way. But when I went back and listened to it a few times over the past week, I was like, damn, what was I on? Like, this album is really good. <laughs> like, I was just tripping. <laughs> um, so, so I just want to say I want to apologize directly to them. and let them know that that was my bad because I honestly it should have been on my top my top album list like when I look back on it but I don't ever go back and change them so it's just not gonna be on there (laughs) but
0: say what you said
3: yeah yeah I said what I said but um so the intro I thought it was dope because one of the one of the first things that stuck out to me was toward the end they had big rube on there um in this little skit where they were the skit was basically talking about um it rem- kind of reminded me of Deontay's album on that song where he was questioning religion and pastors and churches and they were kind of doing the same thing and they were joking about going up in a church and robbing the pastor. And Big Rube, who was the, the main deep voice dude at the end, is actually a part of Dungeon Family. Mm-hmm. And he's, um, he's like well known for like spitting some spoken word on like all of the Dungeon Family like albums, like for Outkast, CeeLo Green, all of those people. Um, and so I thought it was dope. They started off the album, getting the big homies like like respect. Like it was kind of like he was like blessing it. Like yo, like I fuck with these dudes and and girls. Like all of them. Like they doing it. And then the two comedians that was on there, I feel like I've heard their names, but I, I don't really know much about their comedy. But you know they was doing some some hilarious impressions. But I thought it was a good way to start the album.
0: It definitely was. So, oh my bad, go ahead.
1: No, go
0: ahead. going I say it definitely. It was good. Ah, my wife's calling me. Fuck. Mm, I'm going to mute myself real quick. Talk to my wife's going to take like 10 minutes. And then I'll pop back in with you guys.
1: <laughs> gotcha. Right. So it, it, one of the things that just stood out to what you, what you just told me was, um what you just said was you mentioned the Dungeon Family, which right off the bat when I when I listened to this, album, I got uh, not vibes as far as like the same exact content, but just the fact that these like different – Artists came together to form this. Kind of reminding you of the Dungeon Family, right? Because, and, and just the fact that they're from Atlanta, and it, mm-hmm. it kind of just really just came full circle. And so to have him on there was was pretty cool. I mean, Goody Mob and i you. Can't get better than that, honestly. Absolutely. But um, I know. Um, fuck what's your name? <laughs> I'm trying to think right now. Earth say? Gang. I know what's Earth right, Gang right? has been, you know compared to Outcast, I disagree, but, you know, I think they're trying to go down that same, that same um, musical road, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So to have him on there to me, it, it can give like a, a full circle vibe. And I, I like Country Wayne, which is one of the comedians on there. Um, hilarious dude, He's, he, he does a lot of videos, of just pretty funny content. Okay. And I, I did enjoy the, the way they their take on religion. Which, mm-hmm. if you if you really listen to to the music, they get into that a lot. Like, oh yeah. So I know you, I know you didn't like Mirrorland. I enjoyed it. Yeah, but but I came in it with different like different like um a different viewpoint vantage point than you did because mm-hmm. I didn't really listen to Earth Game all that much before that album. So gotcha. that's kind of like my my introduction to the project brothers. Right? Like I've heard of them. I listened to the songs. I was like, yeah, they're they're all right. But I, I never gave it a good like i never paid in the liturgy. so i i enjoyed it they, they they spoke on religion in that in that one too so to me it was a the the intro was a really good way to touch on a lot of things and kind of pay homage to you know the dungeon family and, and the way they did i thought i thought it was pretty good
3: yeah and um that actually that actually makes sense um that uh, you had never heard Earthgang before, and then you listened to Mirrorland. And I, I do think that Mirrorland, if you had never heard Earthgang, like it was still a really good project and, and it really showcased what both of them can do well. For me, it was just like, yo, they had dropped all of these like dope mixtapes, EPs. They had been hyping up Mirrorland for like, I want to say it was like the better part of two years. Um, it got pushed back a bunch of times and then it dropped... Um, and I was just like, like slightly underwhelmed. But that was because of my high expectations, not because the project wasn't good, because I do still listen to like a few songs off that album.
1: Yeah. Two years is, is, is a long time, especially in today's like where they, they drop music now. So, yeah. Waiting two years and being hyped up for two years for a project. <laughs> I, I, I always appreciate when like unexpected, like when some, something happens in so Definitely. You just drop it you know just drop it and you listen to it he's like oh my god it blows your mind because when you put all that hype on it 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 very rarely lives up to the hype if mm-hmm. ever honestly i can't think of a project that actually like like built up to be something like phenomenal and i was like oh this is phenomenal you know that's <laughs> yeah. why i hope dre never drops uh uh detox oh yeah it would never live up to that hype. Yep. You know I'm mean? saying, keep just it, like, in the just ball. it just a <laughs> little in infamy and just, just go ahead and go about your business because it would never do that so i get i get that um, where you coming from That was a side of people Like, But I, I really wanted to touch on that That was interesting Definitely Alright so on to uh, Track 2 Baptize What did you think of it? Man
3: This song This song goes so hard It was um, <laughs> I think this was one of the first Single Either the first or the second single They released for the album And they released like a music video for it too
1: And well, this I've was one of now. the
3: What would you say?
1: I didn't watch the videos. I have to check that out.
3: Oh, yeah, it's a dope one. Definitely watch that one. Um, And so this is one of the reasons why I went into this album thinking like, oh, this album is going to be like this because they dropped Baptized. And I was like, oh, they they are all rapping (laughs) hard. The production is crisp. The chemistry is out of this world. I was like, every song from this album is about to be like this. And then they, you know, they kind of they kind of went different ways with it. And so it, it, it threw me off. But. Like, this, this song is, like, they rapping, rapping. Like, it's so dope. Like, the chemistry that Jid and, like, the Earth Gang dudes have together because they've been rapping together for so long, um, yeah. it's, it's unmatched. Like, they, they really push each other lyrically and, like, technically. Like, that friendly competition brings out the best in all of them. So I really like this song.
1: So when I, my, first, um, my first listen to this song, I wish I could go back and, and record this after hearing this song because I was hyped. <laughs> like you like you said, like I expected just straight bars right after this song because like they all went so hard. Jed that dude is just so talented. It's it's, it's beyond belief how he he went so long without being noticed. I know he started his, his like flowers in a little bit, but mm-hmm. this dude is really t- talented Um that bar that that um it, it's so simple, but to me I was just so how like like uh Adam and Eve, dumbass. Apple eating, dumbass. I was like, okay, I fuck with. So I can't. I when I heard this, one, I'm like, yes, this is this is this is what I want, and I got super hyped. And then track three came on, and that's when I stopped listening. And that's what threw me off. Yeah, <laughs> because like, at, at the beginning I said, hey, I, I I listened to the first two songs and I cut it off and I gave them. I, I I listened to these people and I like them, so I went back. But this stopped me from listening. To the album for like at least an hour or two, mm-hmm. and you can't go off. You can't come. You can't go from baptized, which is such a really like crisp, just dope. The beat and knocks, and then they're 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 spitting and yep. just phenomenal. One one of the better tracks I've heard this year, as far as like, like a single. This is this was this was a great one, and then they give you uh, palm sting, mm-hmm. and well, tell me what you think.
3: Yeah. So same thing. Like we, we come off of baptized and then they drop this and I was like, Oh, this is, this is not what I expected. Like the way they got like a bunch of like voices kind of like singing at the same time. Um, And the vibe that the production and like that chorus of voices is giving off is almost like folk music. Like I was like, Whoa, this is, this is like nothing I have, I have heard in a very long time it's kind of like Um,
1: sensory overload a little bit right yeah at you
3: yeah absolutely um it was you know it was an uplifting song um i thought that the bass in this song kind of really drove drove the beat um it was the bass player's name is benji and he's actually the most recent addition to spillage village like i think he joined this year um he's a really good bass player um and he kind of made the song a little funky at the same time even though it had those folk vibes so you know, it's not one of my favorite songs off the project, but the shock from like the the stylistic change from baptized to this one, um, I thought was definitely interesting.
1: Right. So that was my that was my first initial impression when I told you guys I cut it off. Going back and listening to it and then re listening to it, and then, you know, I I enjoy the song for what it is. It's a really it's a like this is the uplifting part for me. Like this is where it starts to come in and you just you just you get what they're, trying to, what they're trying to put down and mm-hmm. like you said, it just has a nice little vibe to it. And I enjoy the song now. However, mm-hmm. first listen, I couldn't do it. So, but that, that's, that's, what the, that's what having credibility does for someone like me. Like, if I know you're a good artist, I will, I will go back and, and push through and listen and, and try to get some feel for it. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I do enjoy this song now. I didn't enjoy it when it first dropped. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but we're, we're we're good now. But that leads us into um, um, how do you say this word? I can't even. I, I don't. I don't. know oh, I that. have
3: no idea. So I, <clears throat> I I looked it up because I was like, let me let me figure out if this isn't some like other language or something. And when I googled it, the only thing that came up was Earth Gang. So I was like, so is this not a word? Like besides <laughs> like what they're doing? So I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. Did they just
1: make up a word? <laughs> if they, were- up- yeah. if they did. That's dope. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's like the, the most bullshit <laughs> since Wayne I came with bling bling. <laughs> but so this this um so I, I really don't want to butcher it. Um
3: hey, we can just call it family, because I guess they did put that in parentheses.
1: Okay, cool. So it's uh Family in parentheses. I I'm not going to butcher that. <laughs> yeah. And so, coming off of, of the last track, which, like I said, I, it took me a while to get into this one, I fell in love with right away. This is the one where I was, it just gave me like good vibe. This is the vibe part. Like, when I'm like, okay, now I, I get where you guys are, are trying to go with this. And man, I, to me, that it hit me like in the part, like a point we are in quarantine and it's just like life was looking bleak. Mm-hmm. And then this song came on and it just it hit me in a in a very positive way. Um I'm not sure who, who's on it besides um what's that dude name like with Hollywood Hollywood JB, I think it is.
3: Oh yeah uh, Hollywood I think, JB. Mm-hmm.
1: I think I think he's on it. But yeah, yeah. And I really enjoy like the I pray for my family and uh, I and I pray about money, I pray about peace. It starts to feel uplifting, but it's still pretty real.
3: Because
1: mm-hmm. you know he's giving you they're giving you just good vibes yeah i love it
3: yeah i um i i had these same thoughts when i first listened to it i was like okay this is like this is this is like it's not as like folky as that last song but like Mm. instantly it's like okay this is dope jid showing his versatility you know singing on the hook which you know we we know that was jid yeah Jid's the one doing the hook
1: yeah confuses me every time
3: (laughs) yeah because they can't be him And that's the, that's the crazy thing about this group is that they can all do so many different things. Like, um, both of the earth gang dudes can rap and both of them kind of sing. Jid is doing the same thing. Marayba can sing, but she can rap too. So it's like, you, you never know what you're going to get. And it really makes every song like a different one. Like no song is the same. Um, and so the, the energy they were giving off of this one, uh, is really put into context with like how they created this album in the first place. So um, Jid had rented out a studio because he's working on his his next album, um, and this was before lockdown had happened. So he was having people come in and out just to like lay down verses and stuff. Uh, and this was in Atlanta. And then lockdown happened, and so most of the people left. But all of the like Spillage Village people was like, "Yo, let's just let's just quarantine together." So they they stayed in that house that Jid had rented out for like two months and just started like working. Like they just started making music, vibing, playing games, like Monopoly and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and like, they were just like, let's just get the energy up. You know, they had the template because they had all been on the in the Dreamville sessions. So they know how a collaborative space like this works, but right. there's not like a time limit because Dreamville was trying to do it in 10 days. Like, mm. so they were like, we are just gonna let whatever happens happens, let the vibes hit us. And we want to talk about what's happening right now, and that's exactly you know what they did, and it really shows in this song because they were you know putting out you know energy for people who were you know going through uh, quarantine during the pandemic and stuff. And it's like, man, I really respect that that they they really kept it real like that.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, it made it, it really. It made you feel. It made me feel good. I'm speaking mm-hmm. for myself. It made this particular track made me feel really good. I really enjoyed the. Um, just the way they, they put it together, I really love. And then moving on from, from this track, they followed it up with... Um, Ju- no, Mecca? Was it Mecca or Judith was next?
3: Uh, Mecca.
1: Mecca. Okay, yeah, 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 Mecca. And this one gave me just like like 90s Atlanta kind of vibes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this one. Um, um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I can't give you more than that right now. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. And, um, This one like really was one of the songs that really showed that they was just like having a jam session in this studio. Like it felt like all of the voices combined and just really felt like they just came here to just create some dope music. However, it, it hit them. Um, I, I like the title of Mecca because, you know, they were they, they threw in some South African fave, uh, phrases in the song. Um, the entire track was kind of showing love to a lot of African countries, but then it also could be referring to the, pa- the fact that most of them are from Atlanta. And Atlanta is kind of considered like a black mecca of sorts. Um, so I, you know, kind of dug the word play with the title. But yeah, this. I didn't think about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's interesting. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I don't know. That's they killing it. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. But and it, it kept with the positive, like the positive vibe. Mm-hmm. spread love all over the world. Like, I really I really enjoyed that. Um, I, I gravitated more towards this album for the vibes. I usually, I'll give you my favorite tracks or my favorite albums are usually just like lyrics and, and, and content. This was just more mm-hmm. of a vibe thing. When I first listened to it, I was like, I really enjoyed what they try to do. And I feel like they did it in a really positive way. and And it connected with me, right? And this was another one of those songs where you you could just tell they were they were they wanted positivity in the world or you know they were in a positive space and for those of us who weren't or you weren't exactly in that space, they hit it out of the park for me. I really, I really appreciate this one. Completely agree.
0: And yeah. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
1: we just got done talking about Mecca. What do you have for us?
0: So for that song I wrote down uh, it kind of reminded me of like, two pimple Pimp butterfly, just for like the funk of it.
1: Mm-hmm. it gave me, like
0: that that James Brown funky feeling, and then um.
1: I really love the beat.
0: It, it is a really great beat, honestly. Mm-hmm. There was a part in there I think it said "This is America" or it reminds me of like this "This is America" by Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Kind of like that that feel, of where they were going, okay. trying to go. And then uh, there was a lyric, I'm trying to think of. To ask about, but I gotta, I gotta find it. We'll
1: come back. Look to at it. you out here! Look at you out here! That's what I'm talking about?
0: You know? back here.
1: in with, with with the good insight. I like <laughs> it. I appreciate it. I gave Ahmad nothing with that last track. <laughs> <laughs> <I, laughs>
0: You're annoying. <laughs> it but, sounded like from the headphones that there was something going on, so I thought I thought I was like, okay. No,
1: he 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 gave he gave some great insight. So. Yeah, but I, I I can reciprocate the energy or the content, and I apologize for that. But we're gonna move on to the next track, Judas. I didn't like this one.
0: <laughs> really?
1: I no. I mean, so first listen, I didn't like it. It, it just it. I didn't like the way it messed. It, it bothered me. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
1: It was it was off beat. It was just it. it no. Mm-mm. And to be honest, I still don't care for it.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, chance. Sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, J J J. This what J does, so cool. But like, nah, I'm not no. no.
0: So actually, I don't think I like this song at first either. But upon playing this album like 45 times for this for this <laughs> review, it kind of grew on me a little bit. Um, and I like how like the beat starts to break down after certain verses, so they like mix it up, mm-hmm. do a couple things with it. Thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I, I really tried to understand some of the lyrics. And honestly, I couldn't. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> like, like I don't know if I'm looking at this from a Two Pimple Butterfly standpoint, where you're trying to, like, analyze where what the story's going to be. Mm-hmm. This is just a couple folks, you know, quarantining together. I heard that, and they're just sitting out here trying to, you know, put some lyrics down to a beat.
1: Well, it's interesting that you said that because, like, what I told him, I gravitated towards this project for the vibe and the feel of it and yeah. the positivity, and this gave me none of that. It just gave me just... A headache, it bothered me, <laughs> bothered my soul. I hate, I yeah, I like to hit the bro jack, like, but if they would have had it on beat, it would have hit for me, but they didn't, and it, it was bothered yeah, my I
0: guess it was kind it of like off me. beat. It's, it's interesting it to me that uh, Ari Lennox is on the hook, but I don't think I've seen her name credited in the song.
1: No, she's credited, that's the first, you know, honestly, just it's the first time I've ever like paid attention to who she was, was off this one, and it was in the great intro.
0: Okay, cool. She got a nice, she was credited though, I liked it,
1: she was credited though.
3: So I um I kind of had some notes that kind of are like on both of your sides of this. So one of the first things I wrote was like, this production is way off for me. Like something about the percussion in it was like distorted and offbeat. And it just kept distracting me the entire song. It was like, It was like they tried to put two songs in one. And it just, I don't know, it, it was like a catastrophe. But... <laughs> A few things I did, like Jid murdered his voice. He's a, he's like the MVP of every song he hops on, really, at this point. Um, the the dude on the hook's name is Masego. Um, I liked his, his, like, interpolation of that Ray Charles song, I Got a Woman. That was dope.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: Chance's verse. So I'm from Chicago. Um, and I so heard. I have conflicted feelings about Chance because, you know, He's been really good and then he's, he's fallen off a little since his last album. Um, but I thought that the verse that he spit on this one was kind of flowing like the old chant. So I did like it because of that. Like he, he sounded like he did on his like acid rap project, which is like one of my favorites from him. Yeah, it was um, a good. Project. But yeah, so that's what I had for this song.
0: Now, when you say his last album, do you mean uh, A Day to Remember or color Coloring Book or whatever the fuck?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. what was it? Uh, uh, the big Day? Day on the big day, <laughs> yeah, the big. Or day. some of the, some of the, yeah.
3: Yeah, that one, that was a no. That was a miss, a big miss.
1: That yeah, that miss for me also. <laughs> like the last good project he put out was, like, I like Coloring Book, but Acid Rap was probably like my favorite project by. Him. Yeah, but Coloring and, Book to me was good. Yeah, and then and so this is like a side note,
3: but like one, I think one of the the things that people started not to like about Chance is one. Chance really raps about like what he's going through. Like he tries to put his life in his music at all times. So back when he was doing acid rap, like homie was doing acid and just like rapping <laughs> yeah. all the time. Like that's, that's <laughs> legit. Like, like the life he was living and it produced some great music, but then, you know, he kind of started to get back into his religion. It found and Jesus again. Found yeah. Jesus again. Yep. Put out coloring book. I really like that album, but I can I see why a lot of people, you know, don't like the differences between acid rap and that and then the big day he got married had a kid and so he just wanted to make an album about music that he would have wanted to hear at his wedding or something like that but it was just too convoluted so it didn't work so i respect that chance always wants to like have his music reflect what his life is at the moment but a lot of people just want him to do acid and, and rap again which you know
1: it is what it is <laughs> what i I can appreciate that like his progression especially as like an artist because mm-hmm. the the first project was what ten days or so I can remember the yeah, day. yeah day. I like ten day I yeah tell. yeah okay. and so you can you can see the the growth and and where he's at in his life like that was a really good point but I think and he, I, I, to hit like his credit he's hit on every single one of those like ten days acid rap. yep any coloring book like you could feel where he was at i mm-hmm. think uh a good day or, or, or whatever that name of the album is it <laughs> missed like it didn't feel genuine like like i didn't feel it you know i'm saying yep. i felt coloring book even though it was like some people say it was too religion-y for me i had no problem same um, same thing with acid rapidly i i don't i never, i don't do acid but you still, you still felt it mm-hmm. That that one just the, the last project just missed for me like yeah completely
0: same and nobody uh, i think 99 percent of us feel that way i think i downloaded one song from there <laughs> but that was a major side note we're back now with track hey. seven
1: hey <laughs> it's my sign up you know
0: do. hopefully you guys still here with us but it's all good if you're not i don't know how to pronounce this track seven what is it ocean
1: uh yeah ocean mm-hmm.
0: okay cool hopefully there's no it's probably like deeper meaning there but i don't got it <laughs>
1: I'm sure oh, got I'm got sure it. mine knows. I like I the song. <laughs> oh, look, so that's why we're gonna let you go last. Um or, yeah. I I enjoyed the song. It it gave you like that little like what's what's what am I looking for? It was like a love song kinda of a little bit. Yeah. And especially coming from that previous song was just it just it was so off. This one sounded much more polished and I enjoyed whoever was on the hook, I think it was uh Jordan Bryant, I think mm-hmm. that's who was on. Um Yes, yeah, so I, I enjoyed him coming in. It was, it was, it was mellow. Um, like Black, there's never a song by my featured Black that I don't like. I'm sorry. It's just, you can't mess with that dude. At least he hasn't so far. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I really enjoyed this one. That's all I got.
0: <laughs> okay. So uh, it was a very easygoing song for me. Uh, I like, I think the meaning of it was clear. Like there was no guessing you know i mean like you don't have to play you know mind reader for what they were trying to go for uh and i really liked the third verse can't remember who that was i'm looking at it now but i really did like that verse to that that kind of wrapped it up
3: oh was that the last one yeah yeah so that was jordan bryant
0: yeah i really like i really like the way he wrapped
1: that up Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool i've never heard of that dude before so i'm gonna check him out more
3: Yeah, he, um, him and Hollywood JB are brothers and I don't, I don't know if they've ever dropped anything outside of Spillage Village. Um, I, I learned about them when I learned about Spillage Village. So, uh, I don't know if they have like solo stuff they're doing. I know Hollywood JB does a lot of producing, um, but obviously he raps too, because he's been on a few of these songs and Jordan raps, he might produce too, but yeah.
1: wasn't bad yeah, like, what does the the name of the track like what does it mean
3: oh so um oshun is the name of a like nigerian goddess uh that represents love femininity like 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 fertility and stuff like that um so it kind of makes sense that this um that this song where they're you know spitting all this stuff about love they kind of like paired this title with it and uh uh, so both of the earth gang dudes have two names and it's it's so confusing to me because when when i got into earth gang there was johnny venus and there was dr dot but they both changed their names <laughs> johnny venus changed his name to olu and dr dot changed his name to wow great like they they own some other shit yeah, <laughs> but- i was gonna
0: say yeah i knew i knew johnny venus and then i got confused got it
3: yeah, yeah. So he changed his name to Olu, um, which is also a Nigerian name, which makes me think that he's Nigerian. So he probably had a, you know, something to do with the title. And he and he's the one that like is singing the like super melodic hook too. So he probably did a lot of the, the creation of this song. But um, yeah, I thought this song was super smooth. It's uh, one of the best like melodies and vibes on the album. Uh, this The chorus was stuck in my head all the time last year. This was like one of the four songs that I kept in my playlist throughout the year but yeah they they keep showing that they can make any type of vibe like they can make a hard-ass track like baptize they can make a fucking folk song they can make a nice smooth like love song like they really can do it all
0: that house had vibes
1: oh yeah quick note so i i've lived in georgia for a good while Mm -hmm. and um earth gang you can you can tell how influenced they are by um outcast just the vibe mm-hmm. so i i know people compare them and, and say that they, they sound similar i don't think they sound similar at all um i think andre and big boy would, are just better just pure rapper and pure rappers to me personally absolutely but you can see i i can see that that vibe because i, I grew up in this area and i i see that influence so greatly and they're they're, they're super talented so they 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 did well but yeah that's what i'm saying that
0: so that song transitions into Cupid, which I liked. I downloaded it actually. Uh, it was one of the, so like you and I. I only had like four songs, even mm-hmm. though I like shared this shared this album with a DJ. I only downloaded like four songs, and then after, those were the, like the four songs that I listened to until mm-hmm. I went back and I played it a couple times, and I maybe download one or two more.
1: Same. Well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't blame you for only downloading four songs. Like this year's been really like just. A little weird for music, at least for me. So I, I, I get only downloading four songs. I think I downloaded like seven or eight. It's a um, pretty good show. When I first listened to this song, I hated it again because it gave you that, that offbeat, just just not what I wanted. Um but then I listened to it again because I really enjoyed what they were saying. But I just didn't like I, I didn't not like this the disorganization the, of it. And this is probably tied with Baptized" is my favorite song. I loved um um Black's little verse, like any, many, many mo. I'm saying, it's just it's simple to me. It, it it came off well, even with the like this organization of it. Like it's still offbeat to me, but I liked it.
0: Yeah, this song reminded me of like uh, Revenge of the Dreamers three sessions. Yeah, you know, with all, like the laughing and stuff at the end. Like they were just having a good time.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't get that vibe. I um. Yeah, this is this is
3: one of the songs that really made me think of the the Dreamville sessions because like, the like how Black came in and he had like maybe like eight bars and then like Lucky Day who was a dope R and B singer is doing the the hook. Like, it, it, this whole album and this song especially really just, like, felt like, you know, somebody put a beat on and was like, yo, this is dope. And somebody just started rapping to it and somebody <laughs> started singing to it. And then they really just had, like, a, a brainstorming, like, creative session and came up with all of these dope songs and so many different styles. And it's like, I really respect artists um, that can, like, come together and just, like, create music like that. Because there are a lot of artists, some bigger than a lot of these people, some smaller, who... Are super strict with like how their creative process goes and so I I like seeing artists who can like do a lot of like free-flowing stuff like this um they kept the it it seems like this is like the love song theme um of the album or part of the album because this was another love song um the production on this one was dope the chorus kind of reminded me of like like an R&B hook from like the early 2000s like some shit Jamie Foxx would have been featured on or something Mm, like that it really just gave me
1: that type of vibe. You know what? Listening to you guys speak on speak on this song and, and uh, kind of reference uh, the Dreamville Project, I get where you guys are coming from now. Like, I didn't even think about that. Like, Just the, they seemed like they were just having a good time. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I know one dude was like, he said like the most silliest like, bar, but to me, it was just, it, it hit. He was like, beat the pussy up, throw in the tantrum room, beat that thing up, bum, 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 bum. Yeah. And started laughing. And, I get I get that that just flowing in the studio and then this song comes out of it. I didn't even think about that. So that's that's interesting. That's pretty cool.
3: Yeah, I think um, like just from all of the interviews that I've watched, the people that attended the Dreamville sessions, because they they had so many people up like in and out of that place, like producers and rappers, singers. Um, It seems like that that session changed, like the way a lot of these artists think about creating. it hadn't happened since uh the my beautiful dark twisted fantasy sessions like when kanye flew everybody out to hawaii to create that album um and so a lot of these younger rappers like earth gang like jid they had never experienced anything like that um until j cole and dreamville invited everybody out so it really like changed the way that they think about putting albums together and just like collaborating with like their friends um and so like i i think that's these sessions you know unless you know somebody copies it down the line and there are a lot more is going to go down in the in the history of the of the culture as something really important
0: most definitely it definitely opened up it seems like an avenue for some great like flow flows and and fun Mm -hmm. so this song uh shiva say that right yeah i think so question mark now i'm just here questioning myself for the whole thing but it it's cool
1: no you you? me too me too i have not, I, there there's one track i refused to even say the name it <laughs> was track four yeah. i still refuse to say the name i will never would oh. catch me on recording
0: so so this song track nine i overlooked it during my first play like on my own and then gradually as i was like going through the album. I was like, oh, snap, this is dope. This is probably, like, my favorite song uh, next to track four. And, again, it just gives you off that, like, Revenge of the Dreamers 3 vibe where they just come on and they start rapping. I think one of, one of my favorite lyrics was, like, it's getting pretty hot in here. The hot box done turned to a coffin. I'm coughing. Don't do that shit often. The way he, like, put that shit together, I was like, ooh, you get that face.
3: Yeah, So that was
1: hard. Uh, I... I I gravitate to this song because of the name of Shiva. Um, so Shiva is, is, is a god. He's a god of destruction. Mm. Don't tell me how I know that, but I, I I don't know how I remember that, but I remember that from some like show I watched back in the day. And so when I heard that, and I came back and and like I listened to it, and I just thought I just thought it was amazing how they. I thought they were just going to speak on our religion like Christianity and stuff, and then they gave you just different. You know, what I'm saying just different religions. I think that's Buddha, Buddhism, if I'm not mistaken, or okay. Hinduism. Uh, don't let me, don't let me, Oh, one of those, uh, one of those religions. Either Buddhism or Hinduism. I think Hinduism. Yeah, I think, is you're, they, right. They I think you're right. have a lot of gods, so I'm I'm gonna go with Hinduism because I know they have like a lot of gods. And so the god of destruction. Um, yeah, I I really enjoyed the song because of that. Like that little tidbit of, I thought they were just speaking on Christianity and and. Given that positive from, from that perspective, to throw in another religion, and I, I, I just enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty cool.
3: Yeah, this um, this was another one of the songs where you could really see that they they came into this just wanting to like talk about all their experiences. You know, they were all holed up in this this studio house for two months with the pandemic and everything, kind of like going crazy outside around them. And so they were really just bringing all of that energy. Uh, to the songs detail and the struggle is real emotional, real vulnerable. Um, again, the way that almost every artist in this collective can switch so easily from rapping to singing is is insane and it makes mm-hmm. every song different. Um, something about this song, it, it, it really threw me into a tailspin because there, the melody of this song reminded me of a J. Cole song and I, when, whenever that happens to me I can't let it go to the point that I like went through J. Cole's whole discography, <laughs> listening to like the first 15 seconds of each song, trying to figure out what song it was and I never found it. So it's driving me crazy, but <laughs> you know, it reminded me of a Cole song. And so that instantly like clicked with me when I heard this song.
1: Now i want to go back and listen to that track and just have that in my mind to see if I can figure that out. Yeah, if,
3: if you figure it out, let me know. Cause it All really right. is driving me crazy.
1: So but like, I, th- I never, I didn't get that connection. But now I'm going to go back and listen to it. Yeah,
3: yeah, I'm,
0: I'm really curious about that. And now that you said that, on the next song, "End of Days," I feel like I've heard that beat before, but I can't figure out where. Really, yeah, I don't know. Yes, like I feel like hold I've on, heard it before, oh, but I, I, just don't know.
1: I'm going to mute the mic. Hold on.
0: He's listening to the song real quick. <laughs> oh, good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> End of days is a dope song. That was um, yeah that was the second season, the second single they
1: dropped.
0: Oh, it was a single. You're part. right. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I'm I did sorry. Let me cut you off, but you no, are okay. right. I've definitely heard that. Like, I beat before. I'm surprised that like none of these things came to my mind, until I'm talking to you guys. It's crazy. But you're right. I've heard that somewhere.
0: Talking just, you know, opens your mind, man. But yeah, now now it's going to drive me crazy. I'm going to have to go back and like try to figure out where that beat's from. But I, say this, I have, oh, but I say this song matches the name. Yes. Like the feel of it.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? No, I want you to get a little more specific into it.
0: So when this song plays and you listen to the lyrics you listen to the beat it really just feels like the end, the end of something like they're trying to get you get you out of whatever it was that made you not believe and I don't want to say baptized but it kind of gave me that feeling like hey we're washing this over you this is the end of this, we're taking you to this new thing
1: I, I kind of got like a double meaning behind it because it, obviously at the end of the day is like Everything's coming to an end, but like the way they spelled days was um like what D A Z E yeah I kind of felt like it was kind of saying like you coming down from the high, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So I, I think they, they they got like a a little double meaning behind it. I really enjoyed this song. It it, it took me a couple of, like listeners to really like appreciate it for what it was, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. They got a little weird though. I know one, one like one little part they had. It was like, uh, "Mama birthed a nigga with the spirit of a dragon." I'm like, "Huh?" Yeah.
0: See, this is what I, that's what I mean when I'm like, some of their lyrics. I'm like, "Am I thinking too deep, or is it just you know a few people trying to rap?" You know what I mean? Trying to have some fun. They did drop a Nipsey, a Nipsey lyric in a yeah. in a MF Doom, Ooh. bar.
3: Yeah, Mareva, um, Yeah, she was the one that dropped that dropped that Nipsey lyric. Um. Yeah, I I really like this song. You know, it was super timely because of everything that's been going on in the world. It really does feel like the end of days. Um and you know, I, th- you know, they did that on purpose with the production and all of that to really capture the moment we're in right now. Jid, he didn't miss again. Like <laughs> <No>. th- like <laughs> Homie is Homie is next up. Like I have I have never heard a Jid verse that I didn't think was incredible. And that like you don't you don't hear that with too many artists where like everything they drop is that good, so like I, I I need that man to be way more famous than he is because like he he's he's just ridiculous. like one
1: day we should one day we should definitely like have a podcast and just talk about that. Yes, he's really talented like I mean, as far as like never missing, that's Kanye shit right there.
3: Yeah, absolutely
1: that's Kanye I mean, does not miss everything Kanye was on back in like 4 like yeah 04 and on mm-hmm. did not miss yep at all and that is that is rare air to be on if, if you if you really think about it dude is super talented and like you said i don't know why he isn't as like popular because I, I mean he because he, he gives you lyric, lyrics and content but he also gives you just like vibes where like people who aren't who don't care about lyrics could still gravitate towards that i don't see how he isn't bigger than he is
3: yeah and you know th- there's a there's a thing that happens with rappers like Jid where I feel personally that it's clear what they need to do to become bigger than they are but I feel like a lot of them don't want to go that route like if Jid came out with a song that was like a hit like a hit like right off the bat they was playing that on the radio all the time like you know like like a radio hit he would get himself out in front of, you know, so many more people. People would go listen to his old shit. They would listen to his new album when it dropped. Mm-hmm. But, like, Jid doesn't seem like the type of rapper that cares about that. And I understand it because, like, necessarily, I don't know if I want him to care about that. Like, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. But if if he put himself in that mode, like, I'm about to make a radio hit that's about to that's about to go off, like, he would be he would be ten times more famous than he is now, but you know maybe yeah. he wants to stay in the creative bag that he's in, and I understand that too.
1: Yeah, for sure. If you put him, you put him with like a, a hit maker like I don't get like Young Thug or someone from Atlanta, yeah. like Future, mm-hmm. and, and get that that hit, he probably would. But that kind of that kind of goes back to um, J Cole. This J Cole's very first single was. Um, Workout? You about? No, 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 no. Okay. Bitch, I got that flame. Uh, Who that? Who that? Who that? Who oh, that? Yeah, Who that? Yeah. Bitch, I got that flame. And, yeah. and he's and he spit really hard bars, but it wasn't a hit because he he didn't give you that poppy that that no
0: nah, in the hit.
1: club. And I think that's where that, that's what J is at. Like you're you're right to your point. That's what he's on. He's not giving you that workout that, that uh Cole mm-hmm. did to get you to come in. And then when you come in, you listen to all the other shit. You're like, oh, okay, so this dude has substance behind. The, the bars, which I mean, then therefore allowed him to like, I don't know. I mean, he's obviously as popular as he is now, so like, maybe he needs to do that because Jacob seemed to to overcome that. If if
0: well, hopefully yeah. he just finds a way to do it in a way that that doesn't allow him to lose his creative bag. I think there's a way to do it with the right maybe people. Cole. Definitely.
1: Like Jacob, yeah. he he he. I mean, shit. Maybe
0: all. maybe it's coming.
1: Yeah, you know he does I, have album coming. He's yep. They were he's working on a project right now. Um, mm-hmm. I think he was in like some crazy place in, in South, not South of America, but like on the islands. Maybe I don't fucking know, <laughs> but he, he is working on a project, and he said like it's, it's crazy. So yeah,
3: yeah. Jay, you- J Cole just needs to be like to J. what Jay Z was to Cole for sure. like, And and I think he is like I think Cole realizes with the Dreamville shit that he's got to like kind of like like you know, inspire them and, like, work with them to, like, make them, you know, what he is, and honestly, I think Jid has got to be his number one pupil, like, that, that is the dude that you need to be, like, mentoring for real, because out of everybody, and I love everybody on Dreamville, but if there's anybody from that, that label that needs to be the next one, if Cole, you know, decides to retire, like, he's been hinting, it's got to be Jid, like, it's
1: crazy how good he is, X. Hopefully we can get in there, because like that dude, yeah, super talented. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. Yeah. Now
0: that we're done fangirling over, <laughs> <the home media.
1: laughs>
0: we're on track 11. Happy. I know how to say that, because it looks like what it sounds like. Uh, great. So this song, for me personally, I think the piano that's, that's in the beginning is a very nice touch. Uh, mm-hmm. And what's her, what's her name? Maribu?
3: Mareba, um, yeah. Mareba,
0: I like her flow, her delivery. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything came together really nicely here. It's not a song that I downloaded, but I can appreciate it for what it is.
3: Yeah, I thought they um, <laughs> they switched up the style again. You know, this one and the next song, the last one, like <laughs> it was just some crazy left field vibes. Like this song was almost gospel inspired, and then midway through, it turned folk. Um I really liked it though. Like it was one of the songs where it's like this is mad weird but I'm going to listen to this again. Um <laughs> the, the chorus of voices was really good. Um Benji who um I mentioned the DJ earlier is one of the newer uh members of Spillage Village. He joined this year. He plays the bass but then he came through with a dope verse. Um, toward the end when like the beat kind of broke down and they were just like doing claps and like acoustic guitar it was like what like they they really just out here jamming just like throwing whatever on the track and it's working and that's that's what's most impressive about it um and then they brought Big Ru back from um yeah. from Dungeon Family to do some spoken word at the end which is like yo if y'all if y'all got Big Rube to like do some spoken word on y'all album he endorses y'all for real so I really mess
1: with yeah. that. Um, yeah, both of you guys said exactly how I felt. Um Yep. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to pick listen to that dude more. Um what, what's his name? Benji? Benji yeah. he, he he killed he, he did kill that the little uh that verse or yeah at the end. Um I like the spoken word though. To me that that stood out the most. Just cause he he's 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 like he's putting his his arms around him, and, like giving that stamp of approval that I I mean, they don't need, but from like another Atlanta person, a legend in Atlanta or in Georgia, um, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty incredible. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Well, I say for Atlanta artists, or at least the down south, it seems like you. I don't think that you need it, but it seems like uh, if you do get that stamp of approval from someone, some of the big homies, that you know you're you're in there, you're good to go.
3: Absolutely.
1: I think that's the, that's the weird thing about Atlanta is like there's no real big homie aside from like. Andre, three thousand, and Outcast, and and um, Goody Mob, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's not too many like big homies like that, honestly. Oh uh, well, no, because I mean that's Georgia. But if you if you talk about outside Georgia, then there's UGK and
0: yeah.
1: I'm talking about just specifically in Georgia. So
0: yeah. got you. All right, last track, twelve, Jupiter. This <laughs> reminded me. So I know you said the track eleven, kind of gave you like the folk vibe. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick that up there. So I have to go back and, and listen to it again. But I definitely picked it up here on this this track. I get like that folk yeah. sounding. Uh, it's like very free. Um, kind of makes me think of like alternative music. I don't know if you ever listened to any alternative music.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I literally wrote that this sound like some Mumford & Sons shit. Yeah. Like Lumineers, <laughs> Mumford & Sons.
0: Yeah. You know, like real chill. Which is interesting that they they went that way. Because, you know, you can lose you can lose a lot of people who don't you know fuck with that sound
3: Mm -hmm. I, I think they were they were at this point um and I and I read that this was one of the the songs that just really came out of nowhere when they were creating like I think somebody had like came up with a melody or the beat and then they just started throwing shit together until they came up with this and they were like yo this is a dope song this gotta be on the project um and I think it's One of the the people that produced this name is Jupiter. So that might be why they decided to name it that. But like this, this song was the perfect way to end the album because not only did they want to speak on the quarantine and everything that's happening right now, but they wanted to kind of give some good positive vibes like as well when they uh, put out this album. And so this was a good way to end you know this rap experience because this wasn't even really like a, a rap album it was an experience because they gave us so many different styles um so yeah i, re- I really like the way they ended it this was a, this was a big surprise to me i i was not expecting this out of this album
0: honestly i wasn't either which makes me think of track 11 happy i almost thought that that was like the outro you know and then mm. they switched it up and they gave you this one which makes sense if you say it caught them by surprise because it kind of caught me by surprise that it was there.
1: Mm-hmm. But, I like. Go ahead. So it, it, to me, it finished out the album as as a like a vibe as as a positive thing, perfectly. Like I, it it's folky, like like you just you said, but I enjoyed it. It was weird, but this whole album was weird in a way it was unexpected, <laughs> and it was it really was unexpected Some
0: psychedelic shit,
1: and, and it. <laughs> It ended it perfectly so I, I like I know you said happy you thought it was gonna be the, the last track I'm glad that it wasn't this to me was more true to what this album was so if you just give me the, the outro I know it's gonna be a little a, a weird album but a very pleasant album if that makes sense
0: yeah it, it was good um definitely different for the the type of songs that were releasing in 2020 so but they didn't miss I wouldn't say it's like my top five or anything, but they didn't miss. They gave you a good vibe. For one, mm-hmm. for like a vibe. You know how we were kind of talking about like Nas and and uh, what was the other album? Nas and Detroit 2, kind of. Like you're trying mm-hmm. to, we're going for that vibe. I feel like this, this outdid it. This outdid those two albums in terms of a vibe.
1: See, I disagree with you. I think this this is definitely in my top five albums of the year, without a doubt. I Simply can't... off the vibe. Like, just for me, just off the vibe. And I don't know if this is going to withstand the test of time. To me, that's the true true defining uh, characteristic of a great album is if you can listen to it 10 years down the road and still bump it consistently. I don't know if it's going to withstand that test. But for this year, for sure, to me, it stood out among the best, just simply off the vibe. And to be honest, (laughs) Jid... Like, Jid gave you bars, too, so like the, I don't want to make it seem like there was no, like, lyricism. Like, Jed spit every time Jid was on the track. Uh, so for the vibe, yes. For Jid being there, yes. I, to me, top five, easily.
0: Respect, Cameron Yeah, this was a dope one. Well, thank you, Ahmad, for coming through with us again. Uh, thank you for listening. If you're still here, if you went through the whole album. Uh, if this isn't in your top five, let us know. If it's your number one, let us know as well. Uh, make sure you stay tuned we're going to do one more album with the homie Ahmad from thinking outside the boom box poop podcast Ahmad shout out your links and all that so the homies know where to find you
3: yeah thinking outside the boom box uh, you can find me on all the streaming platforms um, and then also on Twitter Facebook and Instagram at TOTB the podcast or you can just go to thinking outside the com. Um, but yeah check out the podcast and yeah we got we got one more album, and it's um, you know, I'm I'm interested, <laughs> Renee, what you think about this one? Cause it's definitely very southern, <laughs> so it's gonna be an interesting conversation. Which, which
0: has been the albums lately?
3: Yeah, yeah, it's the last for the first three, one. really. Yeah. yeah,
1: cause the al- the South won. I don't care what y'all say, <laughs> the South won. We
0: are gonna save that discussion for the next podcast.
1: <laughs> you can save it for whenever you want to talk about it, homie. But the truth is the truth. The South got something to say and they've been saying it.
0: I don't know if y'all hear that person talking, but anyway, (laughs) make sure you stay tuned and check us out on the next episode. Thank you. Peace.
1: Peace.